Today on The Girl Defined Show, we are talking all about how to truly be a confident and courageous woman of God. I know for me, behind the scenes or with people that actually agree with me, I am so bold in talking about how God is for design, his design for womanhood or for gender or for life, you know, baby in the womb, all of that stuff. I'm like, I am so bold. Here we go. And then there are certain settings where you're like, do I really want to share what I actually believe? Do I want people to know what I am for? And, and do I want people to know that I am truly a Christian woman who is in line with blah, 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 blah these things, it can be so scary. And what's so sad to me is especially I see publicly so many women who I know, I know what they believe. I know what they're for. But then when it comes to actually sharing it, there's silence. There's like, I don't want people to actually know that about me. And we become so ashamed of the gospel. We become so ashamed of Jesus. We become so ashamed and we just want to fit in. We want to blend in. We don't want people to know who we really are and what we really stand for. And that is not okay. We need to find strength in God and be bold in why we're here and what we're living for and who we are as Christian women. We want to do that. So let's dig in and talk about how we can actually be bold, courageous, fearless women for God. What's up, everybody? It is Kristen and Bethany. And we're so pumped you're joining us because this topic of being a fearless woman for the Lord is something so near and dear to our hearts, something we're very passionate about and something that we have struggled with and have continued to struggle with. Because when you stand for God's truth in this day and age, especially and in cultures in the past, I mean, it's not like our time in history is unique to having a hard time standing for God, but it is really hard in this day and age. And in fact, whenever we stand boldly for the Lord, we feel the pushback. We feel people coming up against us and saying, that's not right. You shouldn't be saying that. And so I have wrestled over the years and I've shared this with you because if y'all know us, you know, Bethany and mind like our personalities are pretty different and I'm not as like maybe I don't love being as controversial or combative or like if people say something negative it's like oh like I have to fight to believe what's true and not the opinions of others which is for me like a root is the fear of man right and so I struggle with that and over the years in Girl Defined Ministries I have struggled as we have received pushback videos made against us comments people trying to get us shut down people trying to cancel us you know all the things you've had a lot of late night before I've had nights where she's like how you doing today like we meet up and I'm like oh, I barely slept last night. She's like, why? I'm like, I just kept like in my head going over all these things, these, these comments and these people who are saying, you know, they want to shut us down or whatever. And she's like, well, what are we standing for? Like, what are we fighting for? Who are we living for? And I'm like, yes. And it kind of like realigns my heart. So I get it. It's not easy, whether online, in your work, at school, wherever you are to be a courageous woman for the Lord. I get it. It's easy behind the scenes to be like so passionate for what you believe, to be like, I'm standing on God's word. I am not ashamed of the gospel. And then when it comes to actually expressing your thoughts or someone says, what do you think about this? And you're like, oh, you know, and you try to give like a really politically correct answer that's not going to ruffle any feathers. Like I've been there. I get it. And so as we think about what it means to be a courageous woman for the Lord, a woman who is fearless in her femininity. We want to talk about how do we overcome the fear of living to please God rather than living to please the world? How do we have hearts that aren't just strong in and of our own selves, but strong in the Lord? So I'm excited to dig into this with you guys today. I think one of the foundational things that we need is to understand who God actually is because that's who defines us. That's who we're living for. And if we don't know God, if we don't know our Savior, if we don't know who defines us and who truly is the King of the world, even if everyone rejects him, we need to know him. And so we actually created a free resource. It's called 30 Day. What is it called? Yeah, it's 30 Days of Praying the Names and Attributes of God. Yes. So like, who is God? You know, we might know one or two names or attributes of his character, of who he says he is from the Bible. This will give you a guide. I'm passionate because I've done this myself and it's been life-changing 
changing for me spiritually to focus on who God says he is for 30 days and then to believe those truths about him and for those truths to give us courage because we stand with our king. And so, yeah. yes, we want to give this to you for free. I didn't mean to like jump in and take over. No, but no, no. I was find it. Yes. So it's girldefined.com slash God, girldefined.com slash God. And each day is going to ha- give you a name of God with the verse of where that comes from. So you can actually use this as like a 30 day devotional, a 30 day where you actually take a 30 day segment and study the names of yeah. God. And again, this, the reason this is so important, go to girldefined.com slash God, download it for free. But the reason this is so important is because if we don't know who we are living for, if we don't know who our God is, we mm-hmm. aren't going to be bold. We are going to shrivel. We're going to be like, I don't want that. But when we know like, wow, God, you are so amazing. You are so worth it. You are the one who gives me strength. You are the reason I exist. You are all of these things. You define my womanhood. You define meaning and value and what is right and wrong and why we're here. When you, when we know who God is, it literally yeah. changes how we live and who we live for. And that aspect where we've been afraid, we're able to live boldly because mm-hmm. we know what we're going toward and, and what our goal is. And that changes everything. So that's why we want to give you this for free. It's just a gift from Girl Define to you to say, hey, we, we want to link arms with you and help you. But I do want to share a little comment that Speaking we got. of comments. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Kristen mentioned like I, you know, you said I can be more combative. That's a um, problem in and of itself, you know. Um, but in some ways, I think, yeah, there's pros and cons to everything. But I think being bold and like unafraid to speak the truth because you know there's going to be pushback, but you're still willing to step into that space of saying like, God's word is true and I care for you. And this is why this matters because his word brings life and hope and truth and freedom. That's so important. So. Yes. And I I am super grateful to feel very bold in that way. Um, I am always working on the humility and all of that, all of the things that go with it. Um, but, uh, you know, to be in this space on social media, you really do need a lot of, not like personal strength, but you have to have a strong focus of why you're there. Because yeah. if you don't, it's, it's just too much. It's like, okay, I'm just going to talk about the topic that everyone's okay with and right. like yes the we're safe all, topics. the safe topics but if you venture out and start talking about things like you mentioned all the identity politics stuff if you actually talk about you know we've done entire episodes on you know life and uh, abortion and all of that that whole controversy mm-hmm. if you start stepping into those places I mean you've seen it you've seen big pastors that are interviewed and they will not give a straight answer on this stuff and you know why because they don't want to get canceled they right. know they have a lot of people in their congregation because they've basically created created a congregation of people who are still on milk or they just want to be, you know, kind of like tickle their ears and they're not willing to stand boldly. And it's always so heartbreaking when you see a pastor that is so huge that has tons and tons of followers and they're asked a direct question like, okay, is abortion ever okay? And they're like, you know, we just really need, and they just Mm -hmm. go this really compassionate route, which compassion is important, but they will not give a solid answer. They will not pull from scripture. And so, you know, Kristen and I, we, you know, we do that and we, we stand firm. We say, no, we are, we are for this. We are not for this. And we, we're not ashamed of that, you know? And so that has earned us some great, uh, <laughs> some great reviews, some great five-star reviews from those of you on our podcast or on YouTube who are like, yes, this is what we need. And then some reviews that are, if they could leave less than a star, I'm sure they would. But one came in recently and I don't, him or her, they said, I don't know who it is, but they just said a bunch of stuff about our headbands and top knots and all sorts of stuff. I'm not even really sure what they're talking about. I guess we do a lot of headbands and top knots. I don't know. None right now. <laughs> None right now. <laughs> and then they go on to say, 
to the the listener. You'd actually be better off taking advice on women's issues from a drag queen because these, talking about Kristen and I, these are little girls playing at being functioning adults who lack any semblance of critical thinking skills. Let them live in the 50s if that's their kink, but it's giving pathetic. And, you know, it's crazy to me that one, someone has that much passion to come onto our podcast and spend time leaving that kind of review. That's always mind-blowing to me because when I disagree with podcasts, I'm just kind of like, okay, you do your thing. I'm, I'm going to go what I'm for. Let me go, let me go, you know, share and, and, you know, share my point of view. So I always think it's interesting when people spend so much time coming onto your platform to basically be like, you're the worst, you know, it's like, wow. But it's, it's just an example, you know, like this person passionately believes mm-hmm. that we are like stuck in the 1950s because we have some sort of fantasy with that. We have no idea. We have no comprehension. We have no thinking skills. We are just these little girls who are just spewing things. We have no idea what we're talking about. And, it, and you, you would be better off actually going to find a drag queen, which is basically you'd be better off going to find a grown man who puts fake breasts on, fake huge hair, massive makeup. You would be better talking about women's issues with a man dressed up like a cartoon version of a woman than listening to us. Like that is their way of saying like they are so far off Mm -hmm. that you, and so, you know, we're at this point, honestly, we're kind of used to comments like that. And we share them with you every now and then because we want you to know like that is the possibility and worse of what could happen to you if you actually stand boldly for what you are for. If you stand boldly for what you believe about gender, God, what God has to say about gender. If you stand boldly, uh, you know, for God's design for family, for children, for a husband, for a wife, for marriage, for all of that, you most likely will get someone in your life. It could be a family member. It could be someone at work, at school, who's going to say, are you like, are you living in the 1950s? What is wrong with you? And they're going to come after you. And I know that can be so scary. Like, I don't want to cause controversy. I just want everyone to like me. But that is what we're talking about today. Like, if we are not for something, if we don't have some fire in our bones for why we're here, what are we doing? Are we just waking up every day, going to our job, going to school, watching shows at night, scrolling on the social media, going to sleep, looking forward to, you know, our coffee the next day? Like, what a pointless lights. Like we were here and put on earth for so much more than this. And so that's what we want to talk about. Not what we're against, but what we're for. And we want to like ignite some fire under your booty and say, come (laughs) on, let's go. Like, can you imagine what this world will look like if all of the women who who listen to our channel, who all of the women who are between like this 18 to 40 range got on fire for Jesus. And we're like, I am not ashamed of the gospel. I am going to live boldly. I'm going to share my beliefs boldly. I'm going to share kindly and lovingly, but I'm not going to back down. I'm not going to be ashamed of the fact that I believe marriage is between a man and a woman, or I'm not going to be ashamed of the fact that I believe that abortion is wrong. I'm not going to be ashamed of the fact that I'm for life, like from conception, like all of this. Can you imagine how different our world would look? <laughs> it would look really different. <laughs> Woo! Let's get her up. Come on, share some more. Let's go. Now she's sweating. I know, I've got to cool off. <laughs> you mentioned Woo! being ashamed, and I think that is, it sounds like such a harsh word, like yeah. when you think about it, like I'm ashamed shamed of something. But I think for so many of us, like even looking at my own life, my own heart times when I've really struggled to be a bold woman for God, to be fearless in my femininity, it is because my heart has really been gripped by fear and gripped by shame of what God's word says because 
because it isn't popular. It doesn't fit in with the culturally acceptable narrative of the day. And so, of course, it is so much easier to go with the flow, to go down the stream where everyone else is going and to not ruffle any feathers, to not make anyone mad and just be the polite girl who loves Jesus. And it kind of ends there, right? Love Jesus, love others. That's like, that's in your mind. Like that's the gospel. Just love people. And it, it is easy to go down that route. And it is easy to not ruffle feathers, to not be controversial, but truly in our hearts, I think that it is, it might feel like the easy way, but it's in so many ways, like denying God, like denying the true gospel, denying what God says it means to be a woman of God, to live our lives faithfully as women who are here, not to please the world, not to please man, not to live for the approval of others, but to live for the approval of God. And that is something, like I said early on, I have a struggle with the fear of man, which is that I struggle with wanting to please people and to have an opinion in their eyes that's upheld is like, oh, we like that girl. Oh yeah. You know, give her high fives. We're on her side versus like having a heart that says, you know, as hard as it is to follow God sometimes to get in his word, to worship him, to live for him in every way. It's worth it because he's my King. Mm -hmm. He's the one I'm living for. I'm not ashamed because I stand with Christ. I know where my identity comes from. So for me, it is to the, even to this day, like something I have to wrestle with and fight against and remind my own heart of truths from God's word. And you mentioned the, the being ashamed yeah. and that verse in scripture, which is so beautiful, Romans 1 16. And it is something that you can even use as a prayer. It says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes to the Jew first and also to the Greek. So essentially to everyone, every kind of person out there, that is who the gospel is for the power of God for salvation. And I love in Romans where it says, for I am not ashamed. And that is something that I think that our generation of women, us included, we need to pray on a daily basis, like getting into the names and attributes of God. Because if we're going to combat this fear, this shame that we feel because we do want to fit in, we want people to like us. We don't want to get comments like that on social media. We don't want to get canceled. We don't want to be alienated at our school, at our work, because our goal is wrong. We are focusing on trying to fit into the world rather than trying to change the world for God's glory by bringing the power of the gospel to a dark and broken world. Just like God brought the power of the gospel into our hearts, which were dark and broken and lost and confused. God changed our hearts. We are ambassadors for Christ. And so he's calling us to bring that same power of the gospel through God, but as his messengers, as his ambassadors into our dark world. And so when our bullseye is wrong and our bullseye is fit in, make everyone happy, be the nice girl, just love people in a non-controversial way, we're totally missing the heart of why we're here. as Christians. And so it's not just like mustering it up. And that's the thing we've realized. Like, it's not just, well, I want to be a fearless woman for God. I want to be a bold woman for God. We can't do it in and of ourselves. Like our strength will last for maybe five minutes. And then the minute we get pushback or criticism, we're like, oh, uh, never mind. Yeah. (laughs) On second thought, I think I'll just be kind of a passive girl for God, right? To be a bold and fearless woman for God, we have to be women who are anchored with the right goals, where our goal is to be ambassador, to be a truth sharer. Women who are anchored in the word, we know the attributes of God. We're studying it. We know who we're here to worship. We know who we're here to please, to serve. And it's not the world, it's God. And when Mm. my heart has that focus and I'm in powered through God's word with the strength of the Holy Spirit, that is when I'm fearless because I don't care what the world says because my goal is to worship and serve God and glorify him. Mm-hmm. My husband and I were having a conversation recently, actually, um, because it was, <laughs> so him and I are very different in, in the way that I love like parties with like crazy games and <laughs> going- Define parties with crazy games. Like, you know, real, like 
you know, a party where it's going to be like a huge competition and there's going to be all these different like moving pieces and you have to move fast and you're like, you know, just running, going like crazy. Like minute to win yeah. challenges. Minute to win it, all that sort of stuff. And I love it even better if there's like a dress up competition, like a great ugly sweater Christmas party, you know, all that sort of stuff. Like that is my jam. But it's not necessarily <laughs> his jam. And so him and I kind of got to know each other through a lot of parties like that because I would host them and he would come because I was there, but he didn't necessarily love them. And so when we got married, we had some conflict because I loved those. And then I was like, come on, like, why don't you love these as much as me? You know? And he's like, (laughs) so we kind of came to realize like, it's okay if we're two different people in this, you know, like you don't have to love to go like (laughs) get the ultimate costume for a party. And I'm like, any chance to dress up? Yeah. Um, And so we've had to work through that. But recently he told me something that that was really challenged by and inspired by. He said, you know, if I am going to go to a party like that or if I'm going to go to an event that I naturally am kind of like, uh, it's not my favorite thing. If I choose to go to that, then I'm going to commit and give like 100%. I'm not just going to do things where I'm like half-hearting it, where I'm like, okay, I'll go, but I'm going to be just kind of like, you know, whatever. Mm. And so he, he, I, I've seen him do this multiple times where he just makes this choice. Like, you know, yes, I will go. He'll co- like RSVP, like I'm going to go to this thing. And then he just like gives 100% at it. And it's been so cool. Like, even something he naturally doesn't love. And so I've been thinking about that and thinking, huh, where are the areas in life where I have said yes to, but then I bring like 20%, you know? And I connect this to this conversation because I think we're like, yes, I want to be a Christian. I accept Jesus as my savior, but I kind of want to live 20% like a Christian. And I kind of want the rest of the 80% kind of like what the world has to offer. I kind of like fit. Mm-hmm. I kind of like what, you know, and we don't really commit fully like, God, you are my savior. You are my king. Change me 100% from the inside out. Like, let me live like Mary, you know, Mary, the mother of Jesus, mm-hmm. where she said, I am your servant. Let it be done to me. Like, I want to live fully for you. Most of us are like, Hey God, thank you for saving me. Now, can I kind of do my own thing and please bless me? And if my life is hard, I'm going to blame you. You know, it's like, we aren't this a hundred percent all in like God overtake my desires, overtake my heart. Please change me. Like that prayer in and of itself is a bold prayer. And so I've been thinking about these conversations my husband and I have having, and you know, on a generic level, like that's actually a really good model to live by. Like if you're going to say yes to something, then give, be all there, give all in, you know, like do it all. Be, be a great person at that party, whatever it is at church, like give a hundred percent, as Christians. And it's not about Mm. the working. It's about that heart posture of saying, God, I, this is hard. I don't want to give a hundred percent. I want to keep a lot of areas of life from you. I want to do relationships how I want. I want to make decisions how I want. I don't want to trust you. I don't want to live for you, but I know that I am a daughter of God. And so please Mm. overtake my life. Change me, change my desires from the inside out. Give me strength. Give me courage. I don't have it within me. I'm asking you 100% overtake my life. Like that is a scary, bold prayer. But can you imagine if we woke up every single day saying, God, I want to give you a hundred percent. I want a hundred percent of my life to be lived for you as a woman of God. I want to be fearless as a Christian woman. I want, if this were my last day on earth, I want to know I went out boldly knowing my purpose, knowing why I'm here, knowing that I trusted you with my relationships, knowing that I lived for you in this area. I'm not as a checklist, not because God needs our good works, nothing like that. But as a woman who says, my identity is found in you. One day I'm going to spend eternity with you. Like this is such a short time that I'm actually here. Like, let me live for you fully and completely Mm -hmm. while I'm here. Like, it is just such a different mindset. So I just thought of that, like, wow, can you, like, how different would life look like on a practical level and, like, on a spiritual level if we were just more committed? And I know, like, I heard this saying 
I have so many random stories right now. I've got like a lot of energy. <laughs> I would say caffeine, yeah. but I'm just, I'm drinking chocolate milk. I mean, hot chocolate. Woo! So um, I heard it said that uh, like, so I have two little kids and I saw someone post and they say, if you invite 30 millennial parents to your kid's party, like you, they have kids. Yeah. And if there are like 30 millennials that you invite on the invitation, 15 of them will say like, no, right away. You'll have like a certain amount undecided and you might have like 10 who say yes. But then the day of the party, you'll have like seven who will, who will back out last minute. And the reason they were saying that is that's this whole idea that millennials really hate commitment mm-hmm. and they really don't want to feel like they have to be somewhere. And so even super last minute, a lot of people drop out and they're like, Oh, I don't want to actually commit. I don't want to actually be there. And it's interesting that there's like this trend going around of people saying millennials struggle with commitment. They don't actually want to, I guess like the FOMO, the fear of missing out or like actually having to show up and be present at something. Um, And I was thinking like, that's really interesting. I think that really does tie into our Christianity and our relationship Hmm. with God. Like it's hard to be like, God, I'm all in for you because that means every area of your life you're asking him to overtake and to be the king and to serve and to trust. It's like, that's scary. You know, it's scary to say, God, I want to trust you in, you know, my relationships. I want to trust you with my fertility. I want to trust you with, Hmm. you know, my job. I want to trust you to guide our family where we should live next. I want to trust you to end this relationship that I'm, you know, this guy I'm dating because I know it's not, it's like, that is scary. And Mm -hmm. so we have to recognize though, that there are some trends in culture and with people in our own generation that might be impacting us, recognize those and say, okay, how is this impacting me spiritually? And how can I make sure that I'm not getting into a place where I'm like half committing to the Lord because of just this fear of, of commitment? Yeah. Well, it's so easy to be a coasting Christian, right? Like a Christian who's just kind of coasting through life. You're not super serious about the Lord, but you go to church here and there, but you're not too committed to anything because you don't want to commit to anything that you have to show up weekly for. So it's like, yeah, I'll show up to church here and there, you know, big church, I can sneak in, sneak out. I mean, that is very common in our generation. So I think you make a great point of like, for us as younger Christians, right? We're not like the older generation yet. Like a lot of us are millennials and younger to really think about like the cultural norms and how that is impacting our faith and what we do, what we're willing to commit to, how serious we are about the Lord, like what we value. And you know what? I was so inspired by when you were telling your story. I thought of a story of a couple of young women who were like college age. Mm -hmm. And at our church, we have small groups where everyone who joins the church automatically gets placed in one. And I love that because whether you like it or not, you're forced to live life with other believers who are very different than you. And you really see the body of Christ come together in a beautiful way. This life on life, living out the one another, sharpening one another, being there for one another. It's just been a beautiful thing in my life and so impactful. But what I've been so encouraged by is seeing some of these young women, like I was in a small group and a couple young women joined the church. They were college age. Like I said, they got placed in my small group and just watching their commitment. Like these are college age girls who, you know, and they're Christians, but for the most part, you don't see that level of commitment, right? It's very much like, oh yeah, I'll go to church here and there, you know, when it's convenient, when I'm not too tired, I don't have to study or don't have to work, like all the excuses. These girls were committed. And I was so inspired by their commitment at such a young age to say, first of all, I need to be in a gospel-centered church. I know that being in a body is not only important for my own growth, but it's in scripture. Like God gave us the church. It is for our good, for our flourishing, for us to be with one another, to learn about God, and for these young women to see the value of that, and then to not only join a church, but then to join a small group where they are living life with like older people (laughs) like me. (laughs) Well, for college age girls, 
millennials, we are definitely older people, right? Like in our thirties, it's like, woo, 35 and 36. Oh man, we're getting up there. And so I just want to say like for, for you, if you've been that person, like a coasting Christian woman and you're like, man, I, I just feel the Holy Spirit even right now convicting me and kind of using what I'm hearing to prompt me to say, I want to make the next year of my life as a Christian. I want God to help me grow and change. And I want to be a woman who is committed to the Lord. And the ways that we do that, it's not just works-based, it's not action-based, but there are things the Lord has given us to help us love him more, to grow in our relationship with him. And the church is a huge part of that. That's just one of the things, one of the aspects, but this could be a turning point for you where you say, I am tired of coasting. I want to get serious. I want God to give me the strength to be a fearless woman for him so that I can unashamedly tell others about the gospel. Then getting involved in a gospel-centered church, getting in a small group, committing and then sticking with your commitments, you will be amazed at how the Lord will use that to grow you in your faith, to deepen your love for him, to draw you into authentic relationships where you have accountability, where you have encouragement, where you have confession, like all of the things that are so essential to our lives as Christians, men and women, that so many of us, we don't even consider very important, but they're so important to God and so important uh, for us. We need these things. So that's just kind of a challenge that I want to put out there for you is to really take some time right now over the next few days to prayerfully go before the Lord and say, Lord, where am I not committing? Where am I being lazy as a Christian? Where where could I mm-hmm. lean into areas that I have been putting off because it just feels too hard? It feels too much. It's uh, It doesn't feel convenient. Areas that I know I need to pursue. And one of those might be getting in a gospel center church, getting in a small group, getting in a group of women, um, a Bible study, something where you can have regular encouragement and accountability. And on the flip side, asking yourself, Lord, where where have I been kind of stale in my own walk yeah. with you? Where have I just been kind of checking the box or not really even doing anything, not really getting in the word where I need to say, mm-hmm. Lord, please help me to be faithful in this because I know you're going to use that to deepen my love for you, deepen my worship of you. And that 30 day guide that yeah. you mentioned praying through the names and attributes of God that we're giving to you for free as a way to encourage you in this girldefined.com slash God. You can download that right mm-hmm. now in this moment as you're listening or right when you finish this episode and that will help guide you for 30 days through getting to know God in a deeper way and being awed by who he is Mm -hmm. in your life. I've noticed in my own life, like the less I know about something, the less passionate I feel. Mm. And now, okay, I share this because I had the opportunity um, to go with Christians in laws many years ago on a European river cruise. And it was very fancy. And I got invited as a guest and I was like, whoa, but okay, the point of this (laughs) is that, and now it's a dream one day. I'm like, Dave and I, like my husband, like we have to do this one day. Like we'll start saving now, you know? Like it was just so amazing. But the thing I loved is that we were going to so many different amazing European places and they, every morning when we woke up, they gave us like a little newspaper, a little pamphlet of sorts that told us all about the place that we were visiting. It told us all about like what to expect, the history, uh, you know, the main points, like what was so amazing about this city. And what's crazy is that I appreciated every stop so much more because I understood what I was seeing and why this place was so amazing. Um, And my husband and I, when we have traveled recently, we talked about that. Like we went to Poland not that long ago and we both agreed. Like if we don't understand like 
a, some history of the country or, you know, the cities that we're going to, you don't appreciate it as much. And you don't yeah. really, you're like, okay, great. Like another old building. Cool. And it could be like the most amazing <laughs> thing. And so, I mean, relationships work the same way. Like the more you get to know someone, the more you appreciate or, or you don't appreciate them very much. Um, but there's like more depth. There can be more intimacy because you actually get to know them. Yeah. And so it works the same way with life. Like if we are just, we don't really understand what God's design is for us as Christian women, it's going to be pretty hard to get excited about it. Like, okay, great. God just seems like this killjoy in the sky. Like, no, 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 don't, don't, don't. And we really don't understand, like, what is he for? What is he, what did he create women for? What did he create men for? And that is the heart of Girl Defined Ministries. Um, I mean, hands down, absolutely. If you have not read Girl Defined, yes. God's Radical Design for Beauty, Femininity, and Identity, you have to read that. You can get it on Amazon. You can go to girldefined.com slash shop if you want a signed copy. But like hands down, if you have not read that, that book will be life-changing for you. I don't care if you're married, single. I don't care if you are young, old, an aunt, whatever, <laughs> a mom. It is literally so life-changing because it casts the vision of what God's design for womanhood is all about. And if you don't know what you're focusing on, if you don't know why you were made, if you don't understand the purpose, you're gonna have low motivation and low energy and low excitement about living for that thing, you know? And so I just want to challenge you, like, take it seriously. Take your life seriously and say, hey, I'm going to invest 15 bucks to grab this book and I am going to learn about God's design for my womanhood. And I wish every one of us grew up in a family where we were really discipled in this. We did have parents who were intentional in this Mm -hmm. way, and I'm so grateful for that. Um, but I want to challenge you. Like, this is so important. And, you know, a lot of you and some of you may be moms and a lot of us aspire to be moms someday. And imagine if you have a daughter, like having this vision of womanhood that you can pass down or if you are, you know, striving to mentor other young women, if you're volunteering in Sunday school or youth group, like having this vision of womanhood that you can, you know, really speak out to other women and call and say, hey, this is what God's design for womanhood is all about. This is why that matters so much. Like it absolutely changes everything. And so we aren't going to get into every aspect of God's design today, but I would really challenge you to grab a copy of Girl Define God's Radical Design for Beauty, Femininity, and Identity because it it truly can change the course of your life. Mm-hmm. I was actually really excited because as you were talking about Girl Defined, it was making me think about a new book that we're writing. <gasps> Woo! <laughs> it's going to be, re- be releasing uh, this year in 2024 at the end of this year. And I was thinking about how it's literally like the next step, like Girl Define is like kind of like step one. And then this next book that we're going to be, that's going to be releasing at the end of this year is all about biblical womanhood, but like taking an even deeper dive and talking about more of like the culturally relevant issues that are going on today in our climate today, taking a look backwards at how how like even in the church, we've gotten womanhood wrong and embraced a more religious view of womanhood that isn't actually found in scripture or how the feminist movement has really shaped our thinking about womanhood in ways that are not also grounded in scripture. So how do we get back to that centered view of gospel redeemed womanhood? And one of these things, this is like a little sneak peek that we talk about in this new book, um, which you'll have to get your hands on more details to come. But it's this idea of gospel redeemed womanhood, that when you become a Christian woman, you are actually given an entirely new identity by your savior. And this is not an identity that you can get for yourself, that you can make for yourself. It's something that God gives to each of his children. When you believe in him, you place your faith in him, you accept Christ as your savior, you are adopted into God's family, and you're actually given a new identity. But here's the kicker. This identity that you're given is something that you have to choose to walk in. 
broken mm. and you something that you have to choose to believe and embrace it's what god says this is your your new identity as a woman you are not a woman of the world anymore you are my daughter and this is my identity for you but so often we don't really know what that identity yeah. is we don't really know what god has given us as his daughters we don't know what he's calling us to walk in the ways that he's calling us to live out our new identity as gospel redeemed woman women oftentimes we continue to live more like women of the world because we don't really understand and so we have an entire chapter unpacking this but here's just a quick snapshot of some of the things found in scripture that god says about gospel redeemed women women who believe in christ who are saved we see in genesis we see that god that she is made in god's image and this is true for any woman Mm -hmm. actually that we are women made in the very image of god to reflect a specific nature about god within our femininity masculinity femininity the man and woman made in god's image it's such a beautiful thing we see in romans that we are sinners that she is a sinner in need of a savior each one of us we see in first john that a woman who loves the lord repents and seeks forgiveness that is part of who she is she knows she's a sinner she knows she's in need of a savior that's why she's trusted christ as her savior but she knows she needs to continue to repent and seek forgiveness on a daily basis because we're not going to be perfect until god fully redeems us when we're in heaven one day right We also see in Romans that she finds redemption in him, Mm. that this culture of self-help, self-love, self-embetterment, I don't even know if that's a word, self-empowerment maybe, where it's all about you are enough in and of yourselves and you have enough to make yourself good enough, right? Somehow. But we see in scripture the opposite, that we don't have what it takes, that we aren't enough. That's why Christ sent, God sent Christ to redeem us. And we know that our redemption is all ultimately found in Mm -hmm. him. We see in Ephesians that as women were made alive in Christ. We're given new life in Christ. Like I mentioned, we are adopted into God's family. When we believe in him, we're sealed with the Holy Spirit. God gives us the Holy Spirit to live in our bodies, which are called the temple of God, which is amazing. And it's his promise to not only help us on this earth, the Holy Spirit helps us, intercedes for us, but also it's that seal, that promise that we are God's child. Um, I mean, how incredible is that? We see in Romans that we are conformed to the image of Christ. We are God has given us this new identity and he is making us to be more like Christ Mm. as we follow him, as we pursue him, as he changes us. We see in Romans 8 also that she is free of condemnation, that there is no condemnation, therefore, for those who are in Christ, that God has, through Christ's sacrifice, he has paid the penalty for our sin, which is death and separation from God forever, that we don't have that condemnation. Mm. We don't have that judgment because Christ took that on our behalf. And so we can live confidently that we have been forgiven and that we will spend eternity with God one day. We see in Romans also that we are a part of the body of Christ, that God has given us a new family. Not only are we adopted in as God's child, but every other believer, and this is like so mind-blowing yeah. when you think about it, is made to be a child of God. And then together, collectively, we form another body, the body of Christ, which is a family that we're now a part of. And that's why going back, circling back to the church comment from earlier, it's so important to be in a gospel-centered church because we need to be living life with yeah. our family, with our biblical family that we have in Christ, those who are also believers. That is God's gift to us. We also see that we have a heavenly inheritance, that we will spend eternity with God, that all that Christ died and won on our behalf, we claim and we get in him. Like that's so amazing that he won that for us. Um, And I mean, I could just go on and on and on that in first Corinthians, we see that we are called to do everything for the glory of God. It's not for the glory of ourselves. It's not for the glory of this world. It's not for the praise Mm -hmm. of our own, you know, what our accomplishments, but that we are living for the glory of God. That is our identity as daughters of God. 
that is our goal. We see in Psalms that a woman of the Lord worships him, that her heart is bent on worshiping the Lord above all else, that we live as a servant of the Lord. We see that in Luke. You mentioned Mary, a beautiful example of saying, not my will, but yours be done essentially in every area of life, Lord. I'm here to serve you first and foremost. And then lastly, I'll just say this one from Proverbs 31, one we've all heard, she fears Mm. the Lord. And that basically means she lives her life in awe and reverence for God above all else, that his thoughts, his words, his ways are more important to her than anything else because she's his daughter and she lives her life in the fear and reverence of the Lord. Mm -hmm. So just some beautiful things listed here that really help us see our gospel redeemed Mm -hmm. identity in Christ and then asking God to help us walk in these truths. And if you're like, okay, give me the nitty gritty. How do I actually (laughs) live that out? That sounds like a really tall order. Well, like one, it's not about just trying harder, doing Mm -hmm. better. Like we talked about, it's that heart posture of saying, God, I want to give a hundred percent. I want to be a hundred percent yours. Surrender. Please. Yeah. That's that surrender, like open hands. Like, please change me. Like that is the best thing that you could do. Um, But if you're really wanting to know like, okay, in this modern world, how do I actually live as a woman of God, knowing what I'm for? Again, going back to girl define God's Radical Design for Beauty, Femininity, and Identity, our book, that is going to be the very best place to start. Like you have got to grab a copy and there's a free study guide at the end of each chapter. So it's a great book to invite girlfriends to do with you, to do with your small group, like absolutely amazing. Yes. And just so life changing. Just to be clear, it is, it's not like, oh, this is better than reading the Bible (laughs) for sure. Get in the word of God like every day. That's most essential. But with the, with Girl Define, we are, we're helping, we're taking you to the word and unpacking the book. So it's not just like our hope in writing that book wasn't like, here's our opinion about womanhood, but here's what God says about a gospel redeemed woman, about a woman who fears the Lord, about what it means to be successful according to God's word as a woman. And how do we live that out today? So we, our prayer is that you will, our book will take you to scripture totally, and you'll understand God's design for you more from scripture with having a guide like Girl Defined to help you do that. Totally. Exactly. This is why there's two of us. So we can be like, boing, 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 clarify. Okay, y'all. We want to see you this year being a woman who is fearless, who is confident, who is courageous, who is making an impact in her family, in her community, around the people around her, because she says, I'm 100% in for the Lord. God, please transform my heart. I am surrendered to you. This is hard. This is scary. But if I'm not living all for you, what in the world am I doing here? You know, like, let's be all in. Let's be women who are completely all in. And that has a ripple effect. You know, when you see a woman being courageous, it really challenges you. It's like, I want, I can, you know, God help me. I want to do that too. So just know like people who are watching you, you never know the impact that you could have by just taking that bold step of courage. Let's connect more. Like we don't want to this just be like a one and done conversation. Come connect and make sure that you are subscribed to the Girl Defined Show podcast on Spotify or on podcast. Please leave us a five-star review. You can do that on Spotify. You can do that on podcast. You saw on Apple. (laughs) You saw the, you heard the comment I read earlier about the drag queens and, you know, our top knots and our headbands and how people would be better listening to them than to us. And we're these weird ladies from the fifties. But if you're like, no, I disagree with that. They've got something to say. And I want it to go further. You need to leave a positive Mm -hmm. review on Apple or else people are going to read this and be like, oh no, who are these girls who have a weird fifties kink? Like we, that's not what we want to be known for. So we need your help. Even if just you took two minutes to go and leave the review, it would make a massive difference. And then head on over to our Instagram at Girl Defined, where you can keep up with us on a daily basis. We would love to link arms and walk forward as fearless women of God, daily surrendering to the Lord and asking him to change us and Mm -hmm. make us his daughters and all that he has for us in that way. We love you all and we will see you again next week.